Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hello, my sweet friends. Happy International Yoga Day, or is it International Day of Yoga? I don't know, but it's Tuesday, and it is the day of yoga, and I thought, what better episode than to share some current tips for either new or current yoga teachers. At the very beginning of my journey, I didn't feel like I had a resource for support and guidance on my journey to becoming a teacher. That came much later for me, so I'm hoping to be that for you today. But before I get into my tips for new yoga teachers and or current yoga teachers, I want to share a little bit more about my teaching journey and share some of the things that I was feeling and experiencing to hopefully help you feel a little less alone if you can relate, because I know that teaching yoga can feel very confronting and it definitely has its challenges. And shortly after taking my first yoga class at Brian Kest's Power Yoga in Santa Monica, I will never forget that first class. I still remember everything so vividly. Yoga quickly became my safe haven. The more I practiced, the more shifts I experienced. And the more shifts I experienced, the more intrigued I became by the practice entirely. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I've said this before, this is not a secret. I actually had absolutely no desire to teach yoga, which I know sounds so weird, but I found yoga or maybe it found me. It changed my life and I simply wanted to know the inner workings of the practice to better understand how and why it was changing me and everything else in between. Every single class lit a fire in me and I had this growing hunger for more knowledge and deepening my practice was my only goal with all three yoga teacher trainings that I completed. And during my first two yoga teacher trainings, I worked full time. So while I did get a lot out of them, I felt like I really couldn't fully focus. I also, again, wasn't going in with the intention to teach, so I definitely didn't approach them the way that I approached my third yoga teacher training, which I did in Bali in 2019. But, you know, I would tell people that I was doing yoga teacher training, and then they would ask me when I was going to start teaching, and I'd laugh and sharply reply like, uh, never, I don't want to teach. I just want to deepen my practice. And at first that was true. I really didn't think that I wanted to teach. And then somewhere along the way, the acting and music that I was pursuing became incredibly unfulfilling and my life had become a mess and I was doing bottle service that was incredibly toxic and I just felt uninspired by my life. And it was only then that I started to think about what else I could do. And teaching yoga did come up, but honestly, I respected the practice and lineage so much and coveted it for what it had done for me that I was... I was scared to butcher it. I was scared to not relay it right or not be quote unquote good at it or to not share it in a way that would hold space for people to experience it 
in the transformative way that I had experienced it. So I put the idea of teaching in a box and I tucked it away. And it was bizarre to even myself that I could get up in front of anyone and everyone to entertain, sing, do improv comedy, tell jokes, act, but ask me to teach yoga to anyone other than my invisible student in my living room. And I was like sweating, shaking, fearful. For some reason, teaching yoga really scared me. Now that I think back on it, I think I loved it so much that I was worried I would ruin it. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just didn't feel worthy to share it. And even with two yoga teacher trainings under my belt, which is double the required amount that most studios ask for, I still didn't feel ready. And I'm curious if any of this resonates with you because even after the two yoga teacher trainings and teaching and landing my dream teaching job at Allo Yoga and selling out all my classes, I would still most classes question whether I was worthy or not to teach and be there, which could be a personal problem. After starting my blog, Namaste Shay, in 2016 and getting asked daily why I wasn't teaching yoga, I finally started to consider it. But if I'm gonna be honest, it was something on my to-do list that sat there for a very long time. I kept putting it off and after some more time and once all of my excuses became really tired and overused, I got honest with myself. And I came to the conclusion that I wasn't not teaching because I didn't want to. I was teaching because I was scared AF. And I had opportunities to teach in studio and I was turning them down. And I'm like, why am I turning them down? Like, I love yoga. I want to share yoga with the world. What is keeping me from teaching yoga? And it was in some heavy self-reflection work, which is the same type of work that I share in the Yoga Inspired Life program, that I came to that conclusion of like, I'm avoiding teaching because I'm scared. So I finally decided I'd ask my yoga teacher friends for support. I've always been that girl to like make friends with my teachers, baristas, mailman, you know me. I'm like chatty Kathy. It's good to have friends everywhere. But I was friendly with some yoga teachers that I would practice with. And my friend and teacher at the time, Ashley Platts, tried about a hundred times to convince me that I was totally capable of teaching, but I continued to feed myself doubt and fear. And my line at this point, and I remember it so well, was I really want to teach, but I'm not ready yet. And I remember having this conversation with her one day after class and I gave her the line, I really want to teach, but I'm not ready yet. And she was like, okay, okay. Well then, you know what? You're going to assist me. And even that scared me because I was like, uh, I don't want to get up in front of the class. (laughs) So for a few weeks or maybe even like a month, I would assist her in her classes. I didn't say one word, you guys, not one word, other than an awkward like wave and hello at the beginning of class when she would introduce me to her class. But I would help her give adjustments and I would observe her teach and listen to her cues. And oddly enough, that gave me so much confidence and I'm so grateful she allowed me to do that. Like that was actually so amazing. And I continued to assist her while I was doing bottle service at night and working at Ali Yoga as a retail associate. And then suddenly I had a much busier schedule between my blog and Aloe and working in nightlife and poof, look, I had another excuse why I couldn't teach. And then there was like a moment again where it hit me so hard. I was avoiding teaching, but why? I love yoga. I love helping. I love guiding. And my next rendezvous with teaching came when I began going to playlist yoga in West Hollywood. I reached out to the owner and I must've been in a mood because I definitely still didn't feel ready. And I was like, hey, I'd love to get on your schedule. 
And he was so amazing and willing to give me a chance. But as soon as he gave me the green light, guess what I did? I let fear take over. It was like, oh, you'll let me teach? Actually, I'm sorry, I'm not ready. (laughs) I literally cannot with myself sometimes. It's like when I actually say this stuff out loud, I see see the self-sabotage. It is like... Wow, really real. Anyway, we're, we're moving on from that though. We don't do that anymore. So yeah, I was like, I'm not ready. So my friend and teacher, Nicole Shaka, who was the CYO at Playlist, and I've had her on the podcast before, she worked with me each week, letting me teach her, talking about adjustments, language, cues, sequencing, timing. But still, I remember coming in one day to meet with her and we did our little thing. And she was like, you're ready. And I remember looking at her and just shaking my head. I'm like, I'm not ready. And I remember that day she just finally kicked me out of the nest and told me to fly. I still did not feel ready, but I took flight anyway. In the first few classes, to be completely honest with you, I cried in my car after. I did not like it. I remember being like, I don't like this. I'm not good at this. It is so stressful. It is not fun. I keep messing up. I get anxiety before I have to do this. And I don't like this. But this is the honest truth. Teaching only started to become fun and started to feel good. And I started to feel like I was getting quote unquote good at it. The more I did it, the only way to get better at teaching and to feel more confident teaching is to just teach. I do have some tips written down, but like that is my number one overall tip. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be bumpy. You're going to mess up. You're going to feel anxious. Your brain is going to tell you, you're not good at this. I don't like this because it's hard, but you got to keep showing up and give yourself an opportunity to get better at it. So the first thing that I'm going to say is that you have to give yourself an opportunity to find your voice. And I would hear this from teachers all the time, but I never understood what it meant until I found my voice. And I actually think it's less about finding your voice and like the way that you sound. And it's more about finding the language and words that feel good. When I say finding words, I mean figuring out how to best describe poses and how to speak cues clearly. And the only way to do that is by actually doing it and by being fully present in the class. So many times I'll go to classes with teachers and They're throwing out alignment cues, but nobody in the class needs the alignment cue. You don't have to just fill up blank space and speak to prove to your students that you know what you're doing. Cues are there to help support your students. So instead of running through a list of cues for warrior two, look around the room at your student's alignment. If someone's palm is flipped up, then give an alignment cue. Palm facing down, fingertips reaching forward, shoulders relaxed down the back. Practice at home and speak your alignment cues. How would you describe this pose? That's what finding your voice to me means. And the other thing about voice and language and speaking is please, 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 for the love of all things good, speak in your normal voice. There's nothing worse than talking with a teacher before class that sounds normal. And they're like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then the second they start teaching the class, suddenly they're like, big breath in and then down you go. It's like, just what, 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 
stop trying to sound like you think a yoga teacher should sound and just sound like yourself. Yes, have cadence in your voice. But not with the fake yoga teacher voice. It's, it's really weird. Just speak in your normal voice. The next thing I want to say, and I said this a little bit before, but you just have to start. I did my first yoga teacher training in 2014, my second one in 2015, and I postponed teaching until 2016 or 2017 because I didn't feel quote unquote ready. As I said, the only way to get ready or feel ready is by doing. You have to just go for it, whether you're nervous and scared or not. Whether the cues and names of the poses roll off your tongue or not, whether you feel ready or not, just start. If teaching yoga is something that you have a desire to do and it's on your mind, then you have to just start. You have to be willing to stay a student. It's not about being perfect as a teacher. There's no such thing as being perfect. I think if you can release the stress and pressure on yourself to be perfect and say everything perfectly, you'll actually start to enjoy teaching a little bit more. We get so caught up in our head and anxious and nervous that it takes us out of the present moment and you need to be present to be a good teacher. I also think what makes a good teacher is to make a plan and then let it go. Before I really got into the swing of teaching, I would obsess over writing out a sequence and I would literally wake up in the middle of the night from nightmares of me dreaming about teaching and forgetting where I was and going blank mid-class. Make a plan, but let it go. Because coming into a class with an agenda that fulfills what you want to do is not honoring your students best. So yeah, have a loose plan of the sequence that you want to do. But if it's an advanced sequence and you go in and you recognize, oh, all my students are beginners, or there's a lot of people with injuries in my class, then you need to be able to pivot. And I know if you're a new teacher or you haven't started teaching yet, you're like, no, I need a plan and index cards and a notebook and I need a list and I need to memorize this. Look, I know that feeling. You can still make a loose plan, but then let it go and let it flow. The more you do this, the more fluid teaching intuitively will start to feel. I don't ever have a plan for my yoga classes. What? I know it's crazy. I think about maybe a peak pose or an area I want to focus on. And then I go into class and I vibe it out. I see how I feel. I start with a warm up. I see where my students are at. And then I meet them where they're at because it's not about my plan and my agenda. It's about my students and their experience and what's going to serve them best. The more you do this, the more fluid teaching intuitively will start to feel. And if you have a regular personal practice, which you should if you're a teacher, but if you do, then you know what flows and works well together, which actually brings me to my next tip, which I kind of said before, but I'm going to say it again, but in a different way is stay a student. And when I say stay a student in this sense, I mean, you must keep up your personal practice. It is so, so, so important for you to always be a student first of this practice. The learning never stops. Hence why I have done three yoga teacher trainings and still go to yoga classes with other teachers. You came to yoga for a reason. It made you feel good, right? Or at least you kept coming back to yoga for a reason, most likely because it made you feel good. So keeping up with your personal practice is not only important for you in order to keep up your energy 
on a personal level, but it's also incredibly beneficial for you when it comes to teaching because it's great to see how other teachers sequence, but it's most important for you to feel the way things feel in your body so that you can share that with your students. Get on your mat without a plan, put on a playlist and move your body and see what flows and works. Those moments that I spend on my mat, just moving intuitively are some of the most powerful ways for me to come up with new and creative sequencing. And sometimes I do something and I'm like, eh, no, mm -mm, not, not sharing that one. That didn't feel good. But sometimes you can find some really interesting transitions and variations of postures that feel really good in your body so good that you want to share them with your students. The more you practice, take classes, and experiment on your own mat, the more inspiration you'll have for your own classes. The other thing I love to do is to utilize music. And I actually have an old YouTube video about how I create playlists for my yoga classes, but structuring your playlist to help guide you in timing and to set the mood. You know, I know that when the music in my playlist starts to build, it's time to amp it up and find our peak pose. And then I know when that slow, chill song comes on, it's time to start to wind my class down and find some closing poses. Instead of using index cards or a notebook with your sequence written down, let your playlist be like invisible index cards, guiding you through your class, giving it balance and structure. When I take time before my class to create a playlist in that way, then I can be fully present with my students and let the poses flow and come up as they intuitively feel good. And I don't have to be checking the time. I'm not worried about where we are because I know with the cadence and the tempo of the music where we're at in the class. This is like one of my most top secret best, best tips. Create a playlist and utilize it. This is like a hot tip. The other thing too is like act confident and no one will question you. You know, majority of the people that are coming to your classes are not yoga teachers. So they most likely don't know every detail about yoga like you think they might do. And if they are yoga teachers and coming to your class, then they know how nerve wracking it can be to teach. And they're not going to be judging you because they have a decent understanding of yoga and are not coming there to judge. They're coming there to practice and connect with themselves. So they're probably not going to nitpick you for not being perfect. And if they do, that's their personal problem, not yours. If you miss a pose or mess up a word, it's okay. Like you got to be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break. Like, have you ever been in a class and a teacher messes up? Like, do you judge them? No, I don't even care. Like if a teacher misses a pose, I literally don't care. I'm like, no, they missed that, but that's okay. I'm not like, wow, what a loser. She missed warrior two. Wow. Wow. Never coming back here again. Like, no, no. You got to give yourself a little bit of grace. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect. And even if you're nervous or scared, just <sighs> take a breath and just act confident and no one's going to question you. I think that connecting with other teachers and asking for support is really powerful too. Just like I said earlier, a great example of this is when my former teachers and friends, Ashley and Nicole, both offered their support. Connect with other teachers who you practice with, who you admire and respect and resonate with and ask for their support. Now, I know it's 2022. We've all been through a lot. 
the world is getting back to normal somewhat as far as like in-person teaching and trainings. And I think that online trainings are really great, but I don't think that it replaces an in-person yoga teacher training. I just don't. As far as finding where to teach and finding the right studio for you, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I get a lot of feedback about how to start teaching at XYZ place. But guys, it's, it's really not that difficult. Go create a relationship with the studio that you wanna teach at. Start practicing at multiple different studios in your area. Because honestly, like where you love to practice might not be the right studio for you to teach at. Just like your favorite style of practice may not be your favorite style to teach. But the only way to know that is to try. And then I think by creating a relationship with the studio and becoming a student there first and showing that you want to be a part of the community, that's how you start teaching somewhere. We put so many places on pedestals and like think that we, like we forget that they're just humans too working there. And if you feel really passionate about being a part of a specific studio or community, like the people working there want you just as much as you want them. So show up. Practice, ask, drop off your resume, ask to speak to a manager, like get up and get out there. And again, like I said, where you like to practice might not be where you end up wanting to teach, but the only way to know is to try. Through trial and error, I was able to find my home yoga studio and it was definitely worth the wait. I've also gotten a lot of feedback from people who say they start teaching and in the beginning they really don't like it and how long do I keep teaching until I quit? And I have to say it took many months and many classes and it also took a couple of studios before I found my flow with teaching and really started to love it. This of course is going to be different for everyone, like the amount of time it takes, but I think you intuitively know when you're making an excuse because you're scared or nervous versus when something really isn't aligning with you and doesn't feel good. Like if you know me, you know, I say always, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. But I do think with starting new things and doing something that's out of your comfort zone that scares you a little bit, you do have to give yourself some time to find your flow with it. And teaching is one of those things that feels uncomfortable and bumpy in the beginning because it's hard and new. So you have to give yourself some time. But I would get intentional and clear about the amount of time and I would be generous with the amount of time. And I also, before giving up on teaching altogether, perhaps try a different studio. There are so many variables I think that change the experience with teaching. And I think you have to give yourself a little bit of grace in the beginning. Another frequent piece of feedback I get is no one's hiring. I can't find a studio that will take me on. There's no studios for me to teach at. And look, if that's your attitude and the way that you approach not just teaching yoga, but any job, it is whatever you say it is. If you're going out there with the mindset of there's no room for me, or there's already too many teachers, or there's no studio that will hire me, then that's going to be your reality. But if you change the narrative to I have something unique to offer this space. I'm passionate about teaching. And if you're willing to do the work and be patient and show up, there is a studio for you and there is a space for you. Ask to get on the sub list. And if they say they're not hiring yet, but you feel really passionate about that studio, keep going to classes there. Keep showing up. Keep showing your face. 
show this studio that you are committed to being part of the community. And in a month's time or two months time, reach out again. Again, offer to be on the sub list. Offer to assist. Offer to help clean up the props after. Anything that you need to do to get your foot in the door. You can't be afraid to get your hands dirty and get creative. I think so many people get one no or get one bit of resistance and then they give up and they're like, nah, okay, not meant to be. Nah, I can't do it. Not happening. Doors aren't opening. It's like you can squeeze through a crack, okay? You got to look for the crack though and squeeze in there. Even like with Aloe Yoga, I didn't originally start working at their flagship store as a retail associate to start teaching there later down the line. It was truly organic, but what a great way to get in with a brand that I felt really passionate about. They weren't even holding yoga classes when I first started working there and there was literally one store. But like, if you wanna teach at Aloe, start working there as a retail associate. If you wanna work at Core Power and teach at Core Power, start working at the front desk. If you wanna work at, I don't know, whatever other yoga studio there is, like see where else they're hiring and create a relationship with them first. Let them get to know you. Let them see how passionate you are about their studio. Passionate people are hard to deny. And if you really believe in the studio and believe that you are meant to be a part of this brand or studio, then the opportunity will arise, but you have to be ready and you have to put yourself in the position to accept it and receive it when the opportunity comes up. I'm trying to think of like what other advice I would give you. I mean, my advice a year ago or two years ago would be different because of everything that was happening with COVID. I know that that was a little funky, but you know, Things are starting to get back to normal now, so I feel like my tried and true tips are relevant. But I, I think my number one tip is to just start. And even if you're not teaching in studio yet, offer to your friends and family free yoga and start practice teaching like that. But don't practice teach, like teach as if you would be teaching in a studio, you know? The more you do it, the better it's going to feel. Or the more you do it, the more you'll gain clarity around whether it's something that you actually want to do or not. You know, and teaching yoga isn't for everyone. Like my relationship with teaching yoga has definitely shifted and changed over the last six years. I'm currently not feeling fulfilled by teaching daily, regular, in-studio group classes because it is exhausting for me coupled with everything else that I'm doing. So for me right now, the way I teach yoga looks different. I teach yoga through my podcast and through my Instagram, sometimes through my TikTok and my YouTube channel and through special events on occasion. That is what works for me. There's so many different ways that you can teach yoga though. It doesn't always have to be this one way, you know, and there's no one right way to teach other than I think having a genuine love and respect for the practice and coming in with the intention of holding space for other people to fall in love with the practice of yoga. No ego, no self-righteousness, no judgment, just a genuine desire to hold space for people to fall in love with the practice just like you have. And here's the thing, you might start teaching and you might give it a really good amount of time and you might come to the conclusion that like, you know what, this isn't for me and that's okay. 
again, this isn't for everyone. And I also think it's okay to go through seasons with teaching. Maybe in three, five, 10 years, I will feel inspired to teach five days a week again, five hours a day, and that'll feel good to me. Right now it doesn't feel good and that's okay. I'm more of like a sublist girly. Like I wanna come in when I'm vibing with it. Otherwise, I don't wanna come in and teach because I hold myself to a certain level of quality. And if I'm not vibing and feeling like I can hold space for people in an inspirational way, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna come in and half-ass teach a class for the money. That doesn't feel good to me. So currently I teach special events. I'll teach virtual flows when I'm feeling like it. I'll share flows on my YouTube when I'm in the mood. I'm on the sub list. So if an opportunity to teach comes up and I'm feeling like that sounds good, then I can go and teach. And that's what works for me right now. You know, I think if we can drop the way we think teaching needs to look and feel like and what a yoga teacher needs to look like, and sound like, and be like, and just show up as yourself, and just start, and give yourself a little bit of grace, and get creative, you can find a lot of joy and fulfillment in teaching. Anyway, I feel like I've completely rambled. If you have any more questions, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Shayla Quinn, and the link to all of my socials and my website is down below in the description box. Happy International Yoga Day. I'm so grateful to be teaching in the way that I am today and practicing and honoring this practice. It has completely changed my life and gives so much meaning and purpose to my life. I feel like without it, we wouldn't even be connected right now, which is crazy. So I'm very grateful for it. And I hope that you'll get on your mat today and honor your practice and honor yourself. And yeah, again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Otherwise, I love ya. And I will see you in next week's episode. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast. So every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you next week.